The Rose Journal podcast is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes contain content warnings and other helpful info. As an extra heads up, this episode involves discussion of depression and self-harm. We do our best to hold these topics with intention and sincerity, and we hope you'll join us whenever you feel ready and able. Welcome to the Rose Journal Podcast. I'm Rachel Olivia, and I will be your host. I started this podcast because I did a lot of thinking over this last pandemic, and I came to the conclusion that the reason why I wasn't happy was something that I could fix, and I did. I am a ballroom dance instructor. I suffer from, or I suffered from PTSD and depression. I was raped and beaten, and I've actually been able to find some peace. My whole goal is to share that whole story with all of you so that you guys can find some peace and maybe learn to be happy without (laughs) learning the hard way like I did. Would you like a mug? or maybe even a sticker to put on your laptop. Well, guess what? You can get one that has our logo, the Rose Journal podcast on it, and then you can show all of your friends how enlightened you are. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Rose Journal podcast, all one word. Every time you support our podcast, I will put 10% of the proceeds towards PTSD awareness. Thank you so much for everything that you do in order to make sure that this is a possibility. So in the last episode, I explained to you guys a little bit why I have PTSD and what the kind of struggle that I went through. I also talked a lot about the experience that I went through on mushrooms that basically launched me into this whole journey of discovering myself and becoming happy. After my my mushroom trip, I did mention that I was extremely depressed, extremely depressed, like to the point where I was ready to grab a gun and shoot myself in the head. Um, I walked around for a while thinking this isn't the reality that we live in and the society that we live in didn't match up and I was just so angry and then I kind of went through this whole period where I just kind of shut down. Um, I turned into this shell and I talked a little bit about being a shell in the last episode. So I'm walking around, basically I'm putting on this mask that I'm wearing everywhere that I go that makes it seem like I'm okay. So when I was around anybody, it didn't matter, I'd be smiling and happy and joking and stuff, but I would still sit in my car when I got home from work and stare out the window like I did back in quarantine, and I would sit there and stare out the window and just think, I can't deal with reality. Like, I just can't. And I would think that, oh my God, I feel like I'm alive, but I just feel so empty. And um, 
this is basically what I want to talk to everybody about today. So, of course, I went on some time and I was just kind of being the shell. And then I started having conversations with people that kind of reminded me of what it was that I went through in my mushroom trip and helped me make a little bit more sense about it. One of the things that I find that people have in their lives that is bringing them down is a lack of a acceptance. Now, I know like religious figures and um, therapists and everybody, they preach acceptance, but I want to kind of tackle it from uh, almost a different point of view. Think about how you live your life every single day. When you go to work, when you're interacting with your spouse, when you're interacting with your friends, with your children, with family members, whatever. When you're walking around every single day, what you're doing is you are putting on a version of yourself that you think is attractive or fun to be around or whatever it is that you're looking for to fit the situation that you're in. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that everybody's a narcissist, but what I am saying is that Every single one of us, it doesn't matter how empathetic you are, how narcissistic you are, who you are, it doesn't matter. You don't show people 100% who you are as a person. Now think about this. When you're walking around 99% of your time that you're spending with people, I'm going to say 99 because I'm sure that there's a couple of real moments that you've had in your life. But Most of the time what's happening is you are putting on a mask. You're putting on a version of yourself that looks and acts in a specific way that you want in order for other people to like you. So what we do when we put that mask on is we're hiding a piece of ourselves in the shadows. Now, I want you to kind of just humor me for a second. I want you to envision that this person that you're putting into the shadows, yourself, this piece of yourself, we're going to call it your shadow self. You're a shadow person. And we're going to call this mask that you have that you put on your light self. There's nothing wrong with the mask. I understand. Don't get me wrong. There is a purpose to the mask in a lot of different situations. But when you put pieces of yourself into the shadows and you say, no, you're bad. I don't want any piece of you. Get the fuck out of my life and don't freaking come back. Well, guess what? The shadow self doesn't just leave. The shadow self just sits in the shadows. You're starving that piece of yourself for attention. So what happens is you end up ignoring those parts of yourself. And then when something happens to you during the day and uh, somebody says something that triggers your anger or your anxiety or something like that. You go, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I have anxiety. And then you automatically go to your therapist and then the therapist will talk to you and you'll your therapist will sit there and say, well, what happened when you had the anxiety? And then you say, oh, well, this happened and this happened or whatever. And then all of a sudden I got into this anxiety, you don't know why you had that anxiety because there's a whole piece of yourself that you're ignoring. So that's what I'm saying. And every therapist will probably agree with me, even though I'm not a therapist, but I'm just saying what happens 
when you starve this piece of yourself, it affects you in your real life. And then you end up having a lot of suffering because of that. So here's what we're going to do. And this is a long ever present exercise that you should do throughout your life because there's always going to be new situations that pop up. Not every situation that pops up is going to be a good or a bad one. So you want to be prepared in order to be able to kind of accept yourself as whole. Say that you're, you're closing your eyes, right? Close your eyes. I want you to think of the first thing. We're just going to go one at a time. You think of the first thing that really pisses you off about yourself. Um, It could be anything. It could be procrastination. could be a a physical trait that you have. could be a disease or whatever. It doesn't matter. It could be anything that really, really, really is causing you, you think is causing you pain. And I want you to bring that piece of yourself, that teeny tiny piece of yourself, and I want you to bring it out into the light and examine it. So we're going to go ahead and take a look at what it is that you don't like about yourself. One of the things that I don't like about myself is my curly hair. So I spent a long, 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 long time straightening my hair and making sure that it was always like tucked away. If I had the curly hair out, I'd put it in a bun. You know, um, I just didn't want to show off curly hair. I wanted it to seem like I had straight hair. I would even, when I was in a rush, I would, as I come out of the shower, I would brush my hair into a really tight bun and then it would just stay there like that all day. And everybody would look at me and they wouldn't even know if it was straight or curly because I had straightened it out into the bun before I even walked around. I actually, I think I might've been giving myself some headaches along the way, but the, the point is, is that my, one of my things that I put into the shadows was my curly hair. And what I did was I took a look at that part about myself and I examined why is it that I hate my curly hair? Why This is a piece of yourself that you're saying is a piece of shit. That's what I did. I sat there and I said, well, this curly hair is a piece of shit. So high maintenance. I'm just going to cut it all off or I'm going to straighten it and I'm going to do everything that I can to make myself look like uh, more, more white basically is what it was. And what happened is I took this piece of myself into the light and I said, why do I hate this piece of myself? And it turned out that one of the biggest reasons, and I know this is like, I know, blah, 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 like body shaming, stuff like that. But no, this is like a real thing that happens to girls like every single day. Our self-esteem is impacted by a lot of the images that are thrown into our faces. So growing up in the, in the 80s and the 90s, um, there were a lot of women who would walk around with teeny tiny waists, big boobs, and at the time when I was growing up, it was flat asses. So let's just face it. They weren't like super excited about having big asses, but whatever. So, um, I would see these women with all of their pretty straight hair 
in movies and on magazines and I never really saw any girls that looked like me with curly hair and then I sat there and I said to myself well I'm a little dumb for sitting there thinking that my curly hair isn't pretty because you know what god damn it it is pretty I like it I like freaking how easy it is when I just get out of the shower just put some leave-in conditioner in there and boom it dries and it looks bomb it looks freaking amazing i could put it up in a bun that bun would be so voluminous girl let me tell you so so but but i really learned how to embrace my curly hair that isn't to say that i don't sometimes straighten my hair i like seeing things different but i don't hate my curly hair anymore i don't sit there and agonize about it i don't agonize about the fact that i don't have straight hair and that's the whole point is you need to take these pieces of yourself that you've thrown into the shadows Take, take them and instead of starving them of attention, give them some attention. I don't know, say that you really don't like it when shows have... I don't know, women with big hair. And it turns out the reason why you don't like it when you have shows with women with big hair is because your mom used to beat you and she had big hair when she was beating you. I don't know. It could be anything. But then you start to sit there and you say, well, why am I being so silly about this? This is something that happened in the past. Because remember from the last episode, the past doesn't exist. It only exists as something to help us learn from our mistakes. That's the only reason why we remember the past. If you really think about it, it doesn't exist. That's the only reason. It only serves as a lesson. So why are we allowing the past to sit here and dictate how we live our lives? If we really want to live them authentically and genuinely, you have to accept your whole self. Bring the entire shadow self into your life. Now remember how I was saying I was walking around like a shell, like an empty shell. This whole practice ended up filling up all of those holes that I felt like I had in my life. I was throwing pieces of myself in the, on the side saying, you're trash. And then I was sitting there walking around complaining about the holes that I had dug out of my freaking soul and talking about how like you know my life is shitty you know so when I brought my shadow self back inside I felt a little bit more of a whole person I felt like I could be more genuine I felt like I could walk around and not sit here and apologize for who I am as a person this doesn't stop at ourselves, but it should start at ourselves. What you want to do is you want to welcome your whole self into your life. And then what we have to do is we have to look around ourselves and see all of the people that we have that we've brought into our, our lives to share. We have to look at them and we have to say, hey, do I accept you as a person? Do I accept you for who you are or am I trying to change you? This is one of the things that I think is the biggest reason why relationships fail is because two people will start dating and they may like each other a lot, but you don't know that person fully until you've been around them for at the very least two years to allow all of the hormones to dissipate. 
I would even go so far as saying three years is what you need in order to really know a person because once the hormones dissipate, that's when people start really acting who they are. So just saying, you know, if you're jumping into getting married, you've been married like six or seven times, maybe there's a reason why. Um, but what I'm saying is what they do is you get into this whole routine with each other where you start doing things together and then all of a sudden there's expectations in the relationship and expectations are so terrible in relationships. You should never expect anything from the person that you are choosing to spend your time with. Um, what you should do is you should learn about who that person is. Decide if that's somebody that you should like in your life. If you want to go ahead and move forward with that, that's great. But then you have to, if you're going to move forward, you have to learn how to accept that person, flaws and all. Because it's wrong for you to sit there and ask somebody else to change. It was wrong with my ex-husband when he was asking me to change. It's wrong of me to ask anybody to change because I've been in that position where I've asked people to change because I thought that they didn't live up to my expectations. I'd be in a relationship with somebody and I'd say, why don't you do this more? Why don't you do that more and stuff like that? Turns out it's not even in their freaking nature. I wasn't sitting there trying to get to know that person. I was trying to get somebody to do these things for me and try to make me fill up the holes that I was digging out of my life. And I wasn't feeling whole. I was just getting, you know, periods where I would feel happy and then I would go into this deep sadness being with a person because I'm stuck with this person who I have to constantly remind to love me the way that I want to be loved. That's the thing. You have to look at yourself. You have to know who you are before you can love another person. You have to be able to love yourself before you can love somebody else. The same thing goes for shadow people. You have to be able to take in your shadow self before you take in somebody else's shadows. That way, you don't end up losing yourself in the long run and you don't end up trying to change somebody else and making them feel like they are not living up to your expectations. So, I hate to say it, but if you're in a relationship with somebody and your thoughts of them is that they need to do something different, it's probably a good idea for you to examine why you think that and probably stop wasting your time and stop wasting their time and move forward looking for somebody that you can accept. And if you don't feel like you're being accepted, if you feel like you have to walk on eggshells in your relationship, it's probably a good idea to examine why you feel that way and then make a decision on whether or not you want to accept the person that's with you and accept the way that you feel or if you want to move on and find somebody who will love you the way that you need to be loved. It's okay to say that somebody is not loving you the way that you need to be loved. It's wrong to expect people to love you the way that you need to be loved if they don't even know how to love you in the first place or if it's not in their nature to love you in the way that you want to be loved. This is why 
relationships die because two people have unrealistic expectations of each other and try to get each other to change when they really should have said in the beginning, I don't think that you're the right person for me and that's okay, but I'm going to move on and I'm going to stop wasting my time and I'm going to go ahead and find somebody who is better than you. There's nothing wrong with finding somebody that's better than the person that you're with. And there's nothing wrong with somebody leaving you because they think that there's something better out there. Because the truth is, what they're saying is that you're, it's, they're not saying that you're not good enough. They're saying that their requirements of somebody that they need in their life don't match yours. That's okay. So this brings me to the next bit. Another reason why we have so much turmoil is because we attach ourselves to so many things. So if we keep in mind that there, nothing matters in the world except for the things that matter to us, that we need to accept ourselves and that we need to accept the people around us, then what will happen is you, it will be easier for you to lose that feeling of attachment just a little bit. Um, but it's still really important to make an effort not to be so attached to things. It's a good thing to say, I really like this thing. Like say that you really, really like dancing and you dance, you know, and that's great. But what I'm saying is be aware that dancing can one day be taken away from you. Anything could be taken away from you. Everything changes. That's kind of like what the world is supposed to be doing, what the universe continues to do. Soil comes from dead plants. We have the sun that's orbited by all of our planets that will one day explode and turn into dust and then end up congealing back into something and then turning into another solar system. So it's not like... Things are going to stay the same forever. They're always going to be constantly changing. And we see that not only in our immediate surroundings, in our ecosystem, and in our jobs and our relationships, but we also see that in the solar system. And we see that in the galaxy. And we see that in the universe. Everything's always constantly recycling and changing and just moving around. There's so many moving parts. So it's important to understand that whether you're in a relationship, whether you're in a job, whether you have a hobby, whether you have whatever in your life, remember that that can always be changed. That can always be taken away from you. There's a sad way of looking at it that, you know, maybe you should hold on to it more, but that's the way that you end up losing a lot of things. That's the way that you end up being devastated when you end up losing these things. So it's important to understand, yes, at some point, one day, this could possibly be taken away from me. One day, I'm going to have to stop dancing. But that doesn't mean that after I'm done dancing, I can't find something else to occupy my time. That's what this means. It's don't be so attached to the point where you become a crazy person. <laughs> you know, um, love the people that you have in your life. Don't hold on to them so that they can't breathe. Give them the space that they need. Allow them the ability to spend time with you 
or do whatever else it is that they want to do with their human experience. You have to be accepting and understanding of the people that you have in your life in order to make sure that you're able to keep them in your life because nobody wants to be controlled. Nobody wants to feel like they're walking on eggshells. Nobody wants to sit here and think that you don't have a choice in life. So be accepting of your friends, be accepting of your family members, and most importantly, be accepting of yourself because that is a piece of yourself. And I'm gonna leave you with this one little tidbit. I got this from a YouTube video, I can't really take credit, but um, this one woman on YouTube, I can't even remember what her name is or whatever, but um, she basically said, if you talk to your friends the way that you talk to yourself, would your friends continue being your friends? Be your own best friend so that you don't end up hating yourself and you don't end up putting pieces of yourself into the shadows. If somebody sits here and tries to tell you that you need to change, you look them straight in the face and you say, I am not changing for anybody. Don't you ever expect me to change. All right, so love yourself love those around you. If you don't love those around you, kick them the fuck out of your life. If you're feeling depressed, feeling like you have suicidal thoughts, like the world is overwhelming and you need to chat with someone or you feel like you're about to do something that you know you're going to regret, please don't hesitate to email me at therosejournalpodcast at gmail.com or please call the suicide hotline. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Your life is so precious and there's so many amazing things that are waiting for you to experience them. Please don't let your mental illness get in the way of your happiness. You are not your mental illness. Again, the suicide prevention lifeline is 800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours and in English and Spanish.